This is the reality. Hello to you. Welcome indeed to the reality half-hour talk show talking about the reality of life as found in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. My name's Dudley Anderson and it's so good to be with you once again. If you've got a story to tell of what God has done in your life, the reality of Jesus for you, I would love to hear from you. Please do send it to me by email, dudley at surereality.net. The reality is produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. Today on The Reality, we are chatting with singer and pastor Ray Bevan. Ray was once blown and buffeted by the restless search for stardom. Then he let Christ in and slowly learned to go where the Holy Spirit was blowing. Ray Bevan went on to sing extensively at Raynald Bunky campaigns across Africa, witnessing a great move of God. A successful recording artist, his album Songs, Hymns and Spiritual Songs was in Britain's Christian bookshop bestsellers lists for almost a year. Ray is founding pastor of King's Fellowship in Newport, Wales. Now an itinerant minister, he preaches God's word around the world, from pop rocker to preacher. I was in a rock band in the 60s until I, I went to, to see a movie of, about the life of Christ and the Holy Spirit ambushed me in the cinema. There's a God-shaped vacuum in everyone, so we try different ways to fill it. The Bible says that God has put eternity in our hearts in order to search for Him. But when you have a revelation of the grace of God in your life, then you can look at life and say, well, even if the worst happens, all things work together for my good. Well, it's my pleasure to have today on uh, on Skype Ray Bevan. Ray, you're a, a great man of God, a pastor, uh, traveled around the world preaching the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. But uh, your public life didn't begin in the church. Uh, I've got you down as a pop rocker. How did it all start? <laughs> it's uh, uh, I I was I've been stuck with that label mate for since I got saved because I like I was in a rock band in the '60s right. and. Um, uh, I had a, uh, you know, did all the stuff that, you know, you can imagine what the pop life was like and yeah. being in a rock band in the 60s. I don't remember much of it, but I, I, I know that we had a great time. Um, it was the time of the Beatles. And uh, in fact, um, my claim to fame is that uh, the Beatles sent a demo record into Decca Records. Uh-huh. And uh, and we sent a demo demo into Decca, and Decca rejected the Beatles and accepted us. Can you oh, believe that? Come the, on, <laughs> I, I'm sure that's why Decca gone went bankrupt. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. So yeah, so that was my, um, you know, from the age of like 15 to 21, that's what I did with my life, and uh, until I I went to to see a movie of about the life of Christ and just changed me. Okay, so tell me about that. How did you find Jesus as Lord and Savior? Well, I went to the cinema. There was a film called The Greatest Story Ever Told. And uh, look, there was a growing emptiness in my life. Um, And so, you know, I I didn't know what that was. Now now we know what it is. There's a a God-shaped vacuum in everyone, so we try different ways to fill it. So... I, um, you know, after, after at the end of every concert, uh, I just felt, well, this isn't doing it for me. So uh, n- no one had really told me about Jesus in that way. So a film came to our village called The Greatest Story Ever Told. Mm. 
a classic uh, film of the life of Jesus. And I, I thought it was a Western. Okay. You know, it's, it sounded like a Clint Eastwood movie. So I went and um, I felt a bit conned because I, I thought, well, this is a religious film. Mm-hmm. But I paid my money, so I stayed. And, uh, and man, the Holy Spirit ambushed me in a cinema. <laughs> um, you know, I, he just, right there, he just showed me that Jesus was real and, and, and changed my life. I went home and I, I told my mother that I'd, I'd found God and she thought I'd lost my mind. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> sure. It was that. So it wasn't in church, it was in a cinema. Yeah, wow, incredible. Uh, so, yeah. so how did that affect your whole music life and your music career uh, in, a, in a, a secular rock band? Well, I'd, I'd already left the band at that point because oh. I was still searching. I, um, I, um, and, and, you know, when I realized that Jesus was the end of my search, um, then I had to find, I thought, well, I've got to find a church to go to. Um, so I started going to a small Pentecostal church. It's quite funny, really, because I met Jesus in the cinema, this exciting, wonderful, forgiving, um, you know, person. Then I met his people. I thought, wow, this don't go together somehow. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so it took me it took me a while to get used to that uh, culture, church yeah, culture. Yeah. Uh, but God helped me, you know. Looking back at those ten years in small Welsh church there, and I was serving in Sunday school and. You know, and you know, God kept me. So, yeah, that was that was for ten years. Yeah, just a, a quick side thought there. You know, it is pretty sad, really, when uh, you know people come to faith and and they're so enthralled and blessed by Jesus and His purity, uh, and then yeah. ended up in church, and and we found that there's a lot of you know stuff that goes on in church. That's a sad reality, isn't it? I think it's not so much the morality uh, that I was. It was it was the fact that they. Uh, people saw, basically, I saw Christians uh, serving an angry God with a guilty conscience. Uh-huh. Um, it was like, you know, we've got to please God by what we do. And 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 so the emphasis was on, you can't do this, you can't go there, you must do this, a lot of legalism. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what freaked me out. It, it robbed me of my personality, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I want to pick up on the grace of God a little later on today in our yeah. chat, uh, Ray. Uh, but yeah. you did mention just now the God-shaped vacuum in each yeah. one of us. What is that? Well, it's um, the Bible says that God has put eternity in our hearts. Um, it's like, look, you talk to an 80-year-old woman and ask her why she still feels 19. Um, and it's because eternity is in our hearts. We are spirit beings living in a body. And so um, there and God made us like that um, in order to search for him and to and to find him. Um, and so that's what that vacuum is now for me. You know, that's why you get you get people with addiction and obsessions and striving for this and striving for that. It's. Mm. It's a desire to worship. That's what it is. But but our worship is misdirected. Mm-hmm. You feel that people often try to fill that hole in their lives with other stuff, you know, with drugs, as you yeah. said, and, and loose living, and, and perhaps even people. You know, we fill our lives with people. Um, yeah. But that can't satisfy the spiritual hunger inside, yes? No, it's a desire. Look, you know, no one has told a native, a pygmy in Papua New Guinea to take a piece of wood and make a bird out of it and worship it. Mm. No one told him to do that. 
there's an instinctive desire in every human being to worship something. Now I know that something is is the God of the universe. Mm. Um, but for the pygmy, it's the it's the wooden bird. For uh, you know the businessman in Wall Street, it's more money. I mean, whatever it is, or, or sex or fame, but it's it's that desire to worship something bigger than yourself. Mm. So what's the difference then between worshipping the God you and I worship and, say, worshipping the God of uh, a wooden idol or the God of sex or money? What's the difference, Ray? For me, uh, every everything that God is and says and wants to do in our lives is manifest in the person of Jesus. Jesus is God in the flesh. God says, you want to see what I'm like? This is me. Uh, Jesus said to 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 Thomas, "You want to see the Father? Hello, hmm. take a good look at right here." Um, so, uh, so God's answer for our search, you know, we didn't send a fax to God, or we didn't send an email to God. Hmm. Uh, gives my age away now. <laughs> Just thought about that we, for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we didn't send <laughs> we didn't send an email to God. Say, hey, yeah. you know, we need you here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because. You know, very often, you know, the story of Christmas when Jesus came, when God came in the flesh, is a story from his perspective of rejection. Right. Um, we rejected him, you know, at his birth. And uh, even now we are, you know, but but God came in the person of Jesus to fill that vacuum. He said, I am the way. Hmm. No other religious person has ever said that. Mm, Nobody mm, with mm. with 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 uh, had the audacity to say it. Mm. He said, "I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I am the life. There's no other way." Mm. And as you rightly said, it's a vacuum. It's an emptiness, and we can try and fill that emptiness with other stuff. Uh, yeah. But uh, the motivation, I think, behind the gospel of Jesus Christ, would you agree, is love, the love of God, and and that love and peace, you know, and the joy and the presence of God fills that vacuum to the walls. It 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 fills it up and it gives us yeah. satisfaction and uh, you know yet there are indeed still Christians who are you know they make the choice for Christ and then they haven't wholeheartedly given their lives to Christ they're still looking for something else you know right what is your, what's your word to somebody like that who said yes you know I've done all this stuff and you know I've put my hand up in church and, and but there's you know I, I'm, I'm not satisfied what's what's your word to him well the thing is I think what did you put your hand up to hmm uh, and I and I think one of the biggest thief in the church is religion. It, it goes back to the Garden of Eden. Here was Adam and Eve. They were created in the image of God, free gift, perfect, wonderful. Mm -hmm. But the devil comes and says, you know what? You, you need to do something more. Mm -hmm. you, you, you need to do something to be like God. And they should have all they should have said, look, we are like God. God's gifted us. Um, uh, made us like this, but the de that's what religion does. Religion always says you've got to do some more in order, in order to you know you've got to pray more, you've got to fast more, you've got to serve more, give 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 more. Mm. Not realizing that uh, you know God uh, graces us with that; He gives that to us. See, one of, one of my problems after I became a Christian is I met Jesus in the cinema just by believing in him. And then when I went to the church, I was taught I had to spend the rest of my life getting him to accept me. Mm, 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 and so I think uh, it's, a it's only a revelation of the grace of God, not just in salvation, but also in lifestyle mm, mm. that will, will help people like that.
Ray, uh, just uh, getting back then to um, you know your uh, your previous life as a as a, a rock singer and a pop star. Um, yeah. When you gave your life to Jesus Christ, uh, obviously stuff changed. But did you did you move into Christian music from from that uh, style of music? No, I didn't sing for ten years. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. I didn't sing for ten years. Uh, uh, for some reason, I I understand now. Uh, you know, it was all part of the preparation. But I think some of it was also the legalistic teaching that all the music I used to sing was now I shouldn't even listen to it. Um, but if God even used that, you know, he uses the good and the bad and the ugly, you know, to perfect you. Uh, but I didn't sing. I did sing in church a little bit, but I sang in the way they wanted me to sing, like Kumbaya with, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, like... <laughs> acoustic guitar and mm. don't raise your voice so mm, mm. um uh, but then what ha- what happened is um i joined um it's another story where god ambushed me to join this team and they asked me to sing on uh on their album and i said look i'm i even in even in the 60s i wasn't a good singer i i was just a backing vocalist in the 60s so i said look I'm, my voice isn't that good but they said go in and try it so I went in, and this is absolute truth. I started to sing, this voice came from nowhere. Mm. This voice came, it's a gift from God. Wow. Uh, and my mother, I played it to my mother, and she thought I was lying. <laughs> so, no, she did. She did. And so, uh, you know, then I realized, uh, my God, you know, I, this is a gift from God. I, I uh, Whatever people say about it, I, you know, uh, and that was another story. Amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, you have, in fact, produced an album entitled uh, Psalms, Hymns, and Spiritual Songs. Um, yeah. and, and that's, uh, you know, from Scripture. Scripture tells us to speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual yeah. songs. Tell us about that album. Uh, yeah, well, I was pastoring the church in Newport. I think I'd been pastoring for about four years. And then uh, Word Music, they, they used to have a, there was a company called Word, and they asked me to do an album. And and I just wanted to, because uh, I love the hymns, I love the old hymns, but I wanted to record them in a, with a modern uh, li- uh, lilt to them. Um, so I uh, I took some hymns, I took some uh, uh, songs that I personally like, Christian songs, and I just put them all on an album. Wow, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, that's tremendous, and uh, and I trust that God's going to bless that amazingly. Ray, it's wonderful speaking with you. We're going to take a little break, and uh, when we get back, I'd like to talk a little bit more about that grace. You're listening to The Reality, produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. We depend on the generous gifts of our listener to produce this program. You can help reach millions of folks with the sure reality of the message of Jesus by becoming a sure reality vision partner. To partner with us, please visit the website surereality.net and click on Become a Vision Partner. If you've just joined us, it's really good to have your company. My name's Dudley Anderson. Don't forget, I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening up and have some questions, drop me an email, dudley at surereality.net. What do you think of today's program? Let me know, dudley at surereality.net. We're talking with Pastor Ray Bevan. Ray has shared how, in his teens, he was a member of an up-and-coming rock band in Britain. 
His life was said to be filled with music, money, and fame, but somehow these just could not fill that God-shaped vacuum in his heart. Then, one day, he bought a cinema ticket to watch a film that he thought was a western. But God had a plan in getting Ray into that cinema. The film was called The Greatest Story Ever Told, which was, in fact, the story of the life of Jesus Christ. Ray gave his heart to Jesus. Sadly, however, after becoming involved in a local church, Ray became disillusioned with the religiousness of some people. Thankfully, by his grace, the Lord God revealed to Ray that the Christian walk is not one of religion, but one of relationship with the Almighty. As a recording artist, Ray Bevan eventually returned to his musical roots and began recording dynamic Christian albums. God had a plan for this young man and began opening doors for him to share the greatest story ever told, the reality of God's grace as found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Speaking to Ray Bevan today on The Reality via Skype. Thank you so much for joining us, Ray. I believe um, you've done a bit of work with the late pastor, Reinhard Bonnke. Tell us a bit about that. Oh, Reinhard. Reinhard is my hero. I mean, he he is one of the purest evangelists I've ever known. And um, he we became very good friends. And um, I worked with Reinhard. I was inspired by him. In fact, I went to a fire conference in 1986 in Harare, and uh, my life changed in that conference. I, 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 I received a fire in my spirit that's never gone out, uh, and that's as a result of Reinhardt. Wow. He was an amazing guy. I've had him yeah. on, on this show too, a lovely man of God. So uh, do you see yourself primarily as an evangelist? Yes, of course. There's a very strong evangelistic edge to what I'm called to do. Um, uh, like for seven years, um, I was a full-time youth evangelist in the UK, traveling up and down um, schools. I mean, seeing thousands of young people come to Christ. And I, I think when I planted the church in Newport in 1989, South Wales, mm. um, it was the strong evangelistic gift that blasted that thing open. So, yes, I would say there's a very strong evangelistic edge to my ministry, yes. Amazing. So you've done a bit of work in Africa, yes? Lots. I mean, particularly South Africa. I've been going there now, working with people like Reinhardt and um, Ray McCauley. Uh, and now I'm working with his son, who's just taken over the church. Yes. And I've, I love South Africa. I could live there tomorrow. Good stuff. Uh, so, Ray, with all these great opportunities ministering around the world, preaching the good news, especially with Pastor Rainer Bunky, do you have a, a story to tell us, something tremendous or, or dramatic that God has done? Yeah, I'm, I remember um, when Reinhard had a, a, a massive tent that he was traveling around with. And I went to the fire conference and in the day he was teaching young evangelists. And then in the night he was demonstrating, uh, you know, the, the ministry through signs and wonders. And it was quite remarkable. And And I wanted to get close to see what he was doing. So when he made the appeal, I ran down to the front to see how he did the altar call, how, you know, because thousands went forward to receive Christ. Mm. And um, and as he walked off the platform, I, I looked at him and I said, Reinhardt, that was fantastic. And he didn't say anything to me. He just pointed to the ground. And I, and I looked down and there was one decision slip that had fallen in the mud. Mm. So he wasn't concerned about 
you know, me patting him on the back. Hmm. He, he said, look, there's a decision slip there. Sort it out. Deal with it. Don't make sure that's not lost. <laughs> that, that impressed me. Yeah, amazing. Did you yeah. see any, any miracles uh, under his ministry? Yeah, in fact, I was, uh, I was um, with him in, the, in the, uh, the NEC in Birmingham. There was 14,000 people there. And um, and I was singing before he preached. And I could see like he was on edge. There was something going on. And God had told him that there was somebody in a wheelchair that was going to run, get out of the wheelchair, one particular person. Hmm. And and I saw him jump off the stage and, and, and grab people out of wheelchairs. And, and, and none of them were getting healed. And he didn't stop. And then he, he went to one. He was searching for this one. And there was a woman called Jean Neal, mm. and she ha- she was in a wheelchair, been there for I, I don't know how many years. And he pulled her out of the wheelchair and, and just shouted, run in Jesus' name. <laughs> and she started running around, um, wow. just just totally healed by the power of God. Wow. I saw, uh, yeah, uh, many things like that with Reinhardt. Amazing. Wow. Amazing, amazing. Uh, it reminds yeah. me a bit of Smith Wigglesworth. Smith oh, Wigglesworth yeah. wasn't a, a gentle <laughs> preacher. No, he no, no, grab no, people and pull them about a bit. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sometimes that provokes the faith, you know. I'm sure, I think it does. It does, doesn't I think, it? I think you're too afraid not to, to obey, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but talking about faith, you know, it says in Ephesians that uh, we are saved by grace through faith. That is not a work of ourselves. It's not from our good works that makes us right before God. Uh, it's God's grace and faith in that grace. I always say that grace is God's doing. God did it yeah. when he sent Jesus Christ to die for us. God still does it in our lives when he empowers yeah. us to serve him by his grace. Grace, I believe, is fundamental to the Christian walk. And right from the beginning of your story today, Ray, uh, it demonstrates the grace of God to take you out of a situation and put you into a place where he's got you know, great plans for you. You could have become a famous pop star, but in the end, you become a famous preacher. Uh, and, and somehow that's the grace of God. I've heard you speak about the grace of God. Um, and I quote, you said, God turns your what ifs into even ifs. Tell us about yeah. that. Uh, yes. When you have a revelation of the faithfulness of God in your life or the grace of God in your life, you know, that it's his faithfulness that keeps you, not yours. Then you can look at life and say, well, even if the worst happens, all things work together for my good. Mm. I know that because the word says mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we said just now, grace is God's doing. You yeah. know, I, I I can't do it. I can't I can't stand on the stage and preach a gospel. You can't stand on the stage and preach a gospel by your own empowerment. Would you say it's God in you? His grace doing it through you. Yeah. Well, in fact, I've just before um, the interview, I did a, a live in, an Instagram live, and you know when Paul the apostle says, "I am what I am by the grace of God." Mm. I meditated on that verse and, you know, why would he say that? And then I found 14 reasons why he said it. One of them was, uh, it's his grace alone that even gives you the repentance to turn to him. Mm. It's his grace that gives you the love to love him back. Mm. But particularly, uh, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 10, He says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet it wasn't me. It was the grace of God working in me. 
So it's not about your obedience or your faithfulness. God actually gives you the very desire you need to obey him. Mm-hmm. So that you not, nobody can boast. You can't, well, it was my obedience. It was my decision. No, God gave you the desire to obey him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's amazing, amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. Grace of God is incredible. Ray, I heard you tell a story about a policeman uh, who was taking a statement from you, I believe, um, after a theft, and this guy was calling for a sign from God. In closing, tell us the story. Well, I preached it in the context of a message called Silent Saturday, where uh, where Jesus was in the grave and, uh, you know, it was silent. Good Friday was public, resurrection was public, but Silent Saturday, where it seemed to be going bad for Jesus, right? But we know what went bad for him ultimately was good for us. Mm. And very often we experience Silent Saturdays, where it seems like it's going bad for us, but God is actually using it to be good for others. Like, you know, when Joseph said to his brothers, you meant it for evil, Mm. but God allowed it. 12 years, it seemed to be going bad for me. Mm. But now I see uh, it was for your benefit so that I could go before you to save you. So um, I I was uh, due to go to preach in a school and I put all my equipment on my car the night before because I was leaving early. Mm. When I got up in the morning, I noticed that uh, my car had been broken into and my equipment had been stolen. So now I wasn't able to go to sing and speak to a thousand kids. And I was angry at the devil. And then I said, God, how could you allow this to happen? Mm -hmm. You know, a thousand kids I'm supposed to go and all this. Anyway, I had to cancel the school and then I rang the police to report the incident. And then a policeman came to my house to take the details and he's sitting there taking the details. And then, um, for some reason, I just said to him, do you like gospel music? And he said, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I do. I said, would you like one of my albums? Mm -hmm. And he said, I already have your albums. (laughs) And I said, what? (laughs) He said, I recognized you when I came in the house. He said, actually, I shouldn't be on this shift. Um, The guy went sick and I was asked to fill in this shift. And then he said, and then he, he switched his radio off. And then he said, let me tell you something. He said, last, he said, I'm a backslidden Christian. Oh. And I thought God had now forgotten me because I haven't been a good Christian. Last night, I threw myself on my bedroom floor and I said, God, if you still love me, please show me. <laughs> and, I, and then he said, God, and then I said, God allowed a thief to steal my equipment. Yeah. <laughs> Bad for me in order for it to be good for you. And I prayed with him. But you know what's even more amazing, Dudley? Three years later, a guy got saved in the church, and he said, Pastor Ray, do you remember your stuff was stolen from your car? He said, I was the thief. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) No. So the thief got saved, right? So you don't mess with us. That's incredible. Isn't that an incredible story? That's amazing. And that is the grace of God. You, Mate, know, you, uh, can't, you can't write that script. No, no. Fantastic. Ray Bevan has been absolutely wonderful speaking to you today. You're such an encouraging guy. Thank you so much for joining us on The Reality. 
You've been listening to The Reality with me, Dudley Anderson, today speaking with Pastor Ray Bevan. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out more about Ray, please write to me by email, dudley at surereality.net. The Reality is produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. With your prayer and financial support, we can produce these programs to impact lives around the world. Please consider partnering with us by becoming a vision partner through the website surereality.net. Click on the menu option, Become a Vision Partner. From me, Dudley Anderson, to you, as always, keep following the reality of Christ.